Yeah. Um, so it's just waiting on the meeting and contacting now. Okay. So please wait. Um, yeah. You know, so let you know soon. Okay. So you should be, you should be in. Make sure that. Okay. There you go. Okay, see you. All right. Okay. Let me check the volume. I'll make sure I get the volume straight. Hold on one second. Where did I do the argument? Uh, okay, so. So I'm with computer audio. Okay, can you hear me? There you go. Got you. Okay, cool. So how you been, brother? I see you got that. See you got the logo. I got. I got another one of those for you. Yeah. Yeah, I put it up, man. I, I, uh, this is what I'm gonna use for now until I get a get a live inspired logo and backdrop and all that done. Uh, okay, you'll get a different logo. Well, I have the live inspired logo. Yeah, I have. Okay. That's yeah, I, ha I have that, but I just haven't. This, I'm just now deciding that I'm gonna start doing this type of thing now. So. Okay. Just, uh, raise that up a little bit. Good. So until then, we'll use the Williams Group. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we'll yeah we'll get because you can do like a, a Zoom background, um, but it's uh it's it's not like a green screen. It's just an image. Yes. So you go in and out with that, and I could use that, but I just man, it, it's too weird uh, when you go in and out, and I you know, so I, I just choose not to do that. And this is all practice anyway, so. So, man, but uh, everything is going well, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm just saying, hold on one second. We'll put these earphones in. Can I make sure we do all right? Let's turn on together. You, you still hear me all right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me all right? Is the... Yeah, yeah, I can hear yeah. you fine. All right. Cool, man. Well, appreciate you being on here, and it's good to see you. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't seen and talked in a while. Right, and the quarantine, quarantine. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, so. this, this quarantine is crazy. We've been trying, you know, managing it just like everybody else, but it's been something. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> but it's taught us something, you know. Hopefully it's taught everybody something, you know, for the slowdown, whether it's um, things can change, you know, rapidly. You yeah. know, the unexpected can can uh, happen upon you, whatever. It, it's It's a lot of different things, so. It's been interesting, though. I, I will say that for yes. everybody in their own way, it's, it's very interesting. It is, and I agree with you as far as slowing down, resetting for some of us. You know, some of us have to change our you know, shift where we were headed, yeah. and moving into something totally different. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of people that were the considered the least of these, some of these individual essential workers that we took for granted. Yeah. Uh, not taking them for granted now. <laughs> no, 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 and it's, it is a lot of people wishing that they were essential. Absolutely. Or they thought that they were essential, you know. And, and like I said, it's it's interesting times we find ourselves because we 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 see so many different things. It just depends on the angle from which you see it. Yeah. You know, if you're not benefiting, then you're seeing it from a, a very different angle than somebody who's like, "Hey, I'm in position," or "I'm essential," you know to continue on and then others have shifted quickly and adjusted mm -hmm. you know, to the needs of, of, uh, of what's going on. So it's like the folks that surf that know the wave is coming, they start paddling and those that try and catch the wave when they see it, it's like you already almost missed the wave. Right, right, I hear you. 
So, man, I do appreciate you taking some time. And uh, we're going to go through this again. This is all practice for me. Okay. So this is not live. I'm recording, but okay. it's not live. We're not okay. on Facebook Live or any of those things. Okay. Eventually, I would like to get there because that's where really it's going to make a lot of sense. Okay. But, uh, before we even get started, the, the idea really, and I think we've shared, I shared this idea with you in the past and mm -hmm. things that I've been talking about for a number of years. But really, I'm trying to um, give small business owners, individual entrepreneurs, um, just basic individuals, I want to give them a platform to be able to share okay. um, their experiences, um, mm -hmm. highlight their their inspirational moments, um, their encouraging thoughts, uh, yeah. how they are moving to help others. I want to highlight that. Okay. And whether that's going to be through highlighting their products and services, if it's just going to be them give, having a platform to give their testimony about, you know, things that's going well in their life and the struggles okay. that they have. Now they're in a, in a better place to encourage somebody else. That's kind of what I'm trying to create here. Okay. Uh, so that, that's, that's why we're going to do it. And it okay. will be really, um, as I do it online, when I do live events or live interviews, things like that, um, it's going to be very different because I'll be able to um, showcase and you'll see how I do, how I try to do it here okay. again. This is practice. You'll see, but I'll try to bring up your website. I'll try to bring in some okay. things. And eventually I want to be able to do uh, almost like a QVC type of thing. Okay. We talk, we talk, then we bring in your products or we bring in your website or we bring in something and we sell, you know, as long okay. as when the audience gets big enough, that's kind of what I want to be able to do. So we'll go to your website, go through it and say, hmm. we're, you know, we're looking at the, we'll talk about, think about it. Yep. And here's where you can buy it. Let's buy it right now. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what, that's kind of where I'm moving towards. So that, okay. this is the start of that. Okay. So Sounds good. That, that, no, makes that, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, key word I would say is you're doing and you're building, you're not trying anymore. Right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Because when we when we get what we aim at, right? So if we aim at trying, then we just get more attempts to try. But if, this, but if we're doing, like I'm on here with you, you got everything set up. Mm -hmm. So it's just getting better and better and better. But but trying was in the beginning when you thought about what you were going to put together mm -hmm. to assist others. You know what I mean? To create a um, a vehicle for yourself to present others, right? Right. So. so so I see, I see it in the doing stage as opposed to the trying stage. Well, very yeah. well then. I, I'll take that. I'll, I'll yeah, agree with yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, omit that trying, man. You, you just we're, we're, we're in the oh, infancy doing. stages of the doing yeah, stage. Doing and doing better, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Fantastic. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. So, all right, so let me go ahead and get this, and I will, we'll start. Okay. So. Welcome everybody to Live Inspired. This is Kirk Williams with you today and I'm so excited because I have one of my very good friends with me today, um, Johnny Williams. Johnny is an encouragement specialist and he has been doing phenomenal things throughout his lifetime and he's been uh, you know, working with, with kids, speaking to over a million kids um, mm -hmm. over the world. Um, internationally here in, in, in the States, and we are so excited to have him participate with us. He's been one of the inspiring uh, individuals in my life, and I, I truly 
appreciate everything that he has. He's an, he's an author. He just wrote a book, so we'll get into talking about his new book. Um, but he's been doing such a great thing, and it is my pleasure to welcome Johnny Williams. Johnny, welcome. Thank you, Thank you so much, Kurt. I appreciate it. A lot of those sentiments, I could, I could say the same about you, brother. Um, but it's been almost 11, 12 years now that we've been uh, friends and brothers and brothers in business and service to others. So um, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, I'm happy to be a part of the new platform. Hey, right on, man. Yeah, so it's been like 11 years. So, you know, it's, it's funny because when we got together, and we'll get into, I want to get into some of your story too, because it's very inspiring in and of itself. But, yeah. you know, when we met, it was, you know, I say it was a divine moment because mm -hmm. it was, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was one of the first people to, to meet you when yeah. you came into Vegas, is that right? Oh, right, right, almost right off the plane because you actually called me before I even got to Vegas. I was in, um, I was in Hamilton, Ontario, about thirty miles outside of Toronto, just wrapping up some of my work um, in in Canada, and uh, and you called with with regards to your services um, and college readiness programming, and said that you had some work for me and some things that we could collaborate on. So I knew that when I arrived here uh, to the new home, the new new home community that I already um, had boots on the ground waiting and uh, my first assignment was already already enlisted you know so I, I was excited to get here and um, I'm glad that I'm glad that the chance meeting of you just mentioning what you do uh, to my brother Jerome on the basketball court transpired into him mentioning you know that his brother was doing some similar work um, and 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 that caught your attention I'm not sure if he knew how much it caught your attention but enough so that you contacted me personally. So that, that's how our relationship started. I heard your voice before I saw your face. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And, you know, uh, basketball has always been a big part of my life and uh, connecting with Jerome, your brother played in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, that was great, but I think you're right. I don't think he really knew the other side, you know, it's yeah. not just about basketball, you know, basketball is just one component. Yeah. And we had a world of, you know, things that we could do outside of that. And it was great to connect with you in that, yeah. in that instance, mm -hmm. and I, even to create such a brotherhood now, you know, yeah. 10, 11 years later, oh, um, really speaks to, to, to that. So, man, I appreciate you being on here in this new oh, platform no that we have uh, with Live Inspired. And you actually were one of the ones that inspired this whole thing. So thank you. Well, uh, hey, you're welcome. But, you know, everything pollinates, you know. So people inspired us. So we just pushed, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know. So from our conversations, from our meetings, from our travels together, our speeches together, our work together, you know, I would hope that something would come forth as to how we begin to refine how we encourage people. Sometimes it's not always about the rah-rah, but sometimes it's about giving people a chance to share their story in a way that would promote them, but also inspire someone else as we inspired each other. So I think it's a really, really cool opportunity to be sitting here with you like this way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And speaking of inspiring people that have inspired us, that have encouraged us, you are the encouragement specialist. That's one of your titles. Yeah. Uh, Tell, tell me, tell us, you know, everybody that's watching, those that are listening on the podcast, tell us how you got here. So, you know, give us a brief, you know, description of how you got to where you are as the encouragement specialist. Excuse me. Somebody oh, encouraged man. you. Somebody inspired you. So how did you get to this place? I mean, I would say that uh, as many people would mention, hopefully, um, my parents were what I consider professional givers. 
before I became a professional speaker, my brother became a professional athlete. We were, we were groomed by professional givers. And the first speeches that we heard and were inspired by were in the house. Mm. Every mistake netted us an inspirational speech. Some parents yell just for the sake of yelling, mm. mad for the sake of being mad. Even if you know, a child messes up, we're gonna mess up, right? right? But for them, it was an opportunity to, to speak. Right. And, and they actually tabbed their presentations, I call it. You know, that was speech 101. What was, what was that, babe? That was speech 207. You know, me and my brother standing so long that we forgot what leg we were standing on. You know, so um, so they definitely were the folks that encouraged us, you know, one to serve without even knowing. Because, you know, they say do what I say, but often we do what we see someone do. Right. So when you see someone walk their talk, you see someone serve, you see someone lift um, uplift others. You see someone li- lend a dollar when they only had two in the bank account. You see that kind of selflessness, then you find yourself later in life modeling your parents and what you saw. So if you saw selfishness, it's easy to look at yourself and be like, man, I didn't realize I could be so selfish. But if mm. you saw selflessness, then it's you'll look in the mirror and be like, man, I look back at my actions. And now we consider that part of our legacy. And you see a lot of selflessness but you also see just your parents in the mirror. You see the modeling, you know, right. and, and sometimes we look in the mirror and need to make some adjustments. And other times we look in the mirror and say, I still got some work to do because they still out there serving, you know, and, and that, in that case for me and my brother, Jerome and Joshua, um, that can be said. They're still leading the way and show me what life in retirement looks like and what, what service looks like in retirement, things like that. So, so that's definitely uh, where I got encouraged. But it was right here in Vegas that I decided after years of motivating and being titled by others, because you get introduced. Mm. By the time I arrived here and met you, I had already given over a thousand speeches. Mm. You know, so I had been introduced all kinds of ways. Motivational speaker, inspirational speaker, Jerome's brother, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, the brother from the United States, whatever it was, I got a lot of introductions and, I, and it was always other people. But I never, I never forgot that when people would hear that I was a motivational speaker, people already had their own impression based on prior experience with other speakers, mm-hmm. whether, they, whether they spoke from um, a very humble standpoint or from a very authoritative standpoint. So I found that if I was connected to that of being an inspirational speaker, a motivational speaker, people had this preconceived position that I came to talk but not listen. Sure. So, um, so we was walking down the strip one day. I decided to take a walk instead of the mountains out here in Vegas. I decided to just walk down the strip one day and I'm just walking by myself and it just hit me. I cannot say that I motivated a million kids. Mm. But I can say I spoke to over a million kids, right? right. I'm like, mm. so when I say I'm motivating people, I can't say if I motivated, they, only they can say that. I can't say that inspired, only they can say that. So I said, but what, what can I claim? I said, I did offer encouragement. And okay. I said, so I'm having a talk with myself. I'm hoping nobody's watching because I'm, I'm having a talk walking down the strip with myself. And it was about the time I got to the Bellagio and I wanted to dip inside to get some AC. And I got on a little tram or something like that. And coming off of that, it hit me. I said, you know what? You specialize in encouragement. You are the encouragement specialist. So I had to go and look it up. So by the time I left the Bellagio, I already had looked up online. There was nothing online under Encourage a Specialist other than something that happened with Alibaba 
uh, years ago where they hired some, some uh, they had a job posting that they got a lot of flack for where they were looking for an encouragement specialist, but they were looking for a certain type of person okay. to encourage their male employees to come to work on time. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, okay? And, and a lot of people didn't like the way that ad went out, so they quickly took it down. Okay. So, so basically they put it out there and they took it back and left it for me. So yes. proud to say now, years later, now you type in encouraging specialists online, it'll bring you directly to me. Um, so sometimes it serves a purpose to self-title yourself because oftentimes we try and find ourselves in, the, in lanes of service and career titling that you know validate us, that appoint us to some level of stature or status. And, and sometimes I find you need to appoint your own title and, and bring um, a sense of purpose and resonance to it yourself. So I'm proud, I'm proud of that moment that, I, that that came into my mind. I didn't just let it pass, you know. That's good, that's good. Because you know what, sometimes, and you know, when I was younger, I would always, you know, by being an athlete, um, I've, uh, that was the title that I was given. I was given, to, I was a basketball player, especially when you're, you're good, you yep. know, and, and you start to excel in certain things. They, that's what they label you as. Yep. And I can remember, you know, from being in the, in the eighth grade all the way up to, you know, when I got out of, got out of college and started trying to play professional basketball, um, I was always labeled as this basketball player. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, man, I hated that. I hated that. I like, There's so much more to me. Yes. being a basketball player. So I was, I was doing, I was trying to do everything to, to prove to that shake that label. I wasn't, to shake that label. I was not just, I mean, I love basketball, yes. well, but that you. wasn't all me. I had so many other things. And I think a lot of people can find themselves in that same characteristic, that same, you know, <laughs> exactly. A lot of people, whether it's, you know, being defined by their work and that's a lot that's a big thing that's happening even right now a lot of people are have been defined or even define themselves as mm -hmm. what they do not who they are not who they and are that's kind of what i found myself in so really cool to hear how you went through that process yep. um, by being you were you were you're yep. a great speaker and everything but that's that didn't define you yeah right? yeah. yeah most definitely it, it's an opportunity to refine yourself because you can say a speaker but what do you speak about? And do you still speak about the same things you were speaking about when you started back in 98? No. Were they speaking about the same things in 2008? No. I can go back to that first message and that's what's really cool and see it's still relevant mm -hmm. because I began using basketball, that same vessel that everywhere I went, every time I got on a plane, are you a basketball player? Are you a basketball player? And, and it would drive me crazy because at the time I was a youth book, children's author but no one ever assumed that, you know? Right. I was helping to manage the PR and public relations of my brother's career, but nobody asked that. They would ask, of course, you know, you're over six feet tall. He's, you know, six nine, almost six ten. So of course it, it, it would resonate, are you all basketball players? Then I'm like, oh man, well, I guess he is a basketball player, but he's also a Georgetown graduate with honors. See, those things don't often equate. So like you, I was like, I was driven to sell education um, through his career. I was like, I was, I was driven to really promote that aspect because it was him pursuing his education that gave him an opportunity to, to further, you know, his basketball career. And, um, and he risked the basketball career by making sure he graduated on time. Mm -hmm. 
you know, not to the suggestion of many people in the basketball industry that were like, hey, you just take the basketball opportunity. Don't worry about the, the, the class. But he's like, no, no, I need to walk away from Georgetown with a degree. Right. So he took the gamble on himself and on his education and still got, got the professional uh, basketball career, but then walked away with a career that was based around his efforts to inspire students to um, inflate their mind, basically. Sure, and a sure. big part of that was my responsibility and finding the connection between basketball and life so that we could then transcend the very thing you're talking about. Because when I first met you, we didn't have gray in our goatee. <laughs> That's true. And, 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 and you were a bad man on that basketball court. But, but at the same time, you were managing a multi-million dollar budget with regards to college readiness grants here in the state. So people weren't seeing that. So yeah, they say, are oh, you a basketball player, but not understanding that you already had your master's degree and it mastered the art of managing uh, resources to move young people from where they found themselves, first generation college students to college. So it's, it's a lot more to you. It's a lot more to that Williams group. It's, it's a lot. And um, I think we can sit back and wait for the world to um, assess us more critically or openly or we can be very advantageous and do just what any other brand has done and market yourself how you wish to be seen and present yourself and your products and your services in such a way consistently that people begin to see you first as different. And then they maybe begin to see that it's not so different than what they've seen elsewhere, but also people who might appear similar to you are just as different in their own unique and special way. So, so I think that this is another step you know, in, in changing the narrative. Because we're not on a basketball court talking about life. We're sitting in our, on our offices. So we're not on our regular offices. We got our home offices. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so we're definitely bouncing a different way. But as we said on the court, you got to be able to go right and left. You got to have a game on and off the court. So we were students first, athletes second. And now we're just students in the game of life and trying to help other people learn. Um, and be inspired, you know, by their mistakes and by others to see what they can do. Phenomenal. That's phenomenal, man. Uh, I agree with you 100%. And one of the ways that you have chosen to, to do that, to mm -hmm. help others, to inspire others, to encourage others, is actually through uh, a, a book that you decided to write. Yeah, and, uh, yeah uh, I have a copyright. Your, copy. yeah, yeah. I have my copyright here. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 369 steps to self-awareness so um this is you know man these are things that you've said to me over the past you know 10 11 years oh, oh yeah you you put it down in a in a book but uh tell us a little bit about that process how you got to um put that all together and how it's you know what you're doing with that particular thing because yeah. it's again it's phenomenal so well i appreciate how you do that i appreciate it but you know something something inside and this is where everybody should you should listen to that inner voice. And you're like, you know, I should, maybe I can write it down. So we'll be talking and something will come out, but like, mm. and you might say, Jay, that was deep what you just said. I would get on my phone and I would text it to myself. And later I would find a picture and I would post it on Twitter. The reason why I post it on Twitter is because I want to make sure that each of these little quote statements were about the same length. So when I wrote a book one day, which would happen to be almost seven, six, seven years later, wow. a thousand quotes in, I can choose the first 369 of the quotes, right? 
but it all started with day by day. They came from real conversations where we were trying to talk about how we could inspire these kids and, and how we try to self-motivate ourselves and, and, and just, just talking just in general life. And it was like each of these quotes in this book has energy in it because none of them were just written to write a book. They were written at a time when they came with real emotion connected and a real thought that I figured would trigger thought in someone else. And I said, I cannot hold this back. And what was interesting is at the time, Twitter only allowed a certain number of characters. Mm -hmm. So I would not post a quote thinking that it was from me. I was just an antenna. If you understand what I'm saying, I was just an antenna catching energy. And every single quote came down to pretty much zero characters. I would either sign off as JW, J.W, you know, dot. But every single quote pretty much started coming down to zero. So then I knew that it was an ideal statement. I knew I had caught something because I could get this major point across in one to two sentences. And, and that was what I did. I didn't really advertise. I was, you know, writing quotes on Twitter because it was just where I kept all my content. Sure. And, um, and even me now titling myself encouragement specialist, there was someone who encouraged me when I was ready to close that chapter. I think mm-hmm. I was about seven, um, 700 quotes in. Initial goal was just to come up with 100 quotes. And I was struggling at 13 quotes. <laughs> but they just kept coming. And when I finally got to 99, I created the first prototype of Think About It. Matter of fact, I keep it right here in my office um, because I, was, I promised that I'd put that out. So I'll probably put this out like as a free ebook, right? So it looks okay. like a look. This is just what books look like, you know, yeah. um, with doing your book. It just looked like like a regular presentation until it hits book form, it looks, it looks real. Right. But it, it had to be real here first, right? So I, I wrote the first 99 quotes and they kept coming. But I already had the product, but the quotes kept getting deeper. And I'm like, whoa, now I'm not satisfied with the first quotes because quote 200 is so much deeper than quote number, yeah, than quote number 15. So, um, so that really was, was how it started. And I realized also in the speaking industry, the, the listing um, of the audience was different in 98 than it was in 2008. Yeah. There was no smartphones in 98. And right around 2008, there was no apps. We right. were just coming through MySpace and Facebook was coming onto right. the scene. So when I arrived here, we didn't even have apps and, and, and smartphones were just emerging from the Blackberry, now going more towards the Apple platform so we get to this place now we think it we opt as if apps and phones were always like this and they and they weren't all these platforms and ways of providing service and being digital and and talking to each other like this man this was stuff we saw in the jetsons on on saturday morning before we went to play basketball you know what i mean so uh all these things have, have 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 emerged and changed so um the hard part was was just continuing when I realized I hadn't really told anybody about where I was posting all these quotes. And here I'm looking, I got 700 quotes and I'm like, nobody's engaging with them. I didn't tell anybody about them and I'm not really ready yet. I'm not feeling inspired to write this book, but I know I will one day. Sure. Um, and at the point that I said, this is my last quote, this is it. Cause nobody's really paying attention. I, I got to sit down now and figure out what to do with them. As I'm hitting the send button on that particular tweet, I started seeing I had some likes pop up on my screen in my little Twitter feed. And that was unusual because that's not generally where you get a whole lot of likes. Right. Um, a, a lady by the name of Daisy um, 
began liking four or five quotes, then making comments. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe these quotes are amazing. Who are you? Then I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm ready to hit this button and be done. But I got, let me at least respond. Respond, right. And that dialogue turned into a, um, a friendship. But, but before it even got to that point, she issued a challenge. And I'm like, who is this challenge? Who is this woman from wherever she's calling from? You know, challenging me. Challenging me to keep writing quotes for another two weeks. I said, well, I'll see what I can do. Generally, they come like one a day, but they haven't been coming. She said, well, if they come three or four in a day, I want you to post all three. I said, I don't do that. I post one a day. <laughs> she said, I want you to break that habit. And da, 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 right? So um, lo and behold, another 300, 400 quotes have come wow. from her encouraging someone titling themselves as a current specialist. So we all have moments where we need encouragement. Yes. We all can live inspired. And sometimes someone following somebody might be the very person inspiring them to continue. So sometimes people just read and sometimes people just watch this, right? And be like, oh, that was cool. No, send your comments, share how it could be better, share what you liked about it, share what you got out of it. Because if we feel like we didn't get anything exactly. accomplished and serve any purpose, then we'll stop. And people are like, man, I got a lot out of that. But they'll tell us on the basketball court. I mean, I read your quotes all the time. Well, why don't you say something? Because I'm thinking I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Man, I get that a lot. I, I've gotten that a lot of times. And I put stuff out, not, yeah. not as, nearly as much as you did, but I, I was putting some things out on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you, you're right. The guys on the basketball court, I would play basketball every Saturday morning. And a couple of guys, you know, hey, man, I saw what you what you wrote, man. That was like, <laughs> I need to engage. You know? I think that's one thing we, we really yes. need is mm -hmm. to engage because that engagement, that relationship, and even on a platform like this or mm -hmm. on an Instagram post, Twitter feed, you know, yep. it helps build you up, but it also gives more people and these algorithms with these different platforms, yep. the more engagement you have, the more yeah. people start to see it. More and when more people it. start to see it, they are the ones that can be encouraged, inspired, yeah. um, motivated, whatever, however you want to say it. More people can get that information, the more engagement. So thank and you for sharing it because a lot of people yeah. need that. They need to hear that. But, you know, and that's the thing, unfortunately, is it's our initial tribe that we use to create that, that static momentum so from nothing to something. Mm -hmm. We typically start with the people we know. Here's what I realized from a, from a psychological side of things is as we engage the people that we know, we're changing the way they see us. So sometimes they're in shell shock trying to figure out the Kurt that I know or thought I knew, I didn't know you think like that. I don't know what to say. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't, you just took my mind to another place. So I think sometimes people sit and they hide behind these computers as opposed to using them as vehicles to engage from a safe space and realize, hey, that's an interesting point. Can we talk offline or I'm going to call you about that. But instead, people go quiet. And that's when we need our initial core group. You know, it's like the people on the train track. I don't know back in the day, remember where they had two, two people on the train track. I won't be gender specific by saying two men, but let's say two people, yeah. right? One's on one side, other's on the side. It looked like a little seesaw. And one pushed down, the other one went up. The other one pushed back down, the other one. And then the thing moved. Yeah. That's creating momentum from nothing, from two opinions. Two people can create momentum. And then more can, can follow. So I think people trying to make it don't realize that 
If you help me make it, I can help you make it. Right? I got a book. You got a show. We push, pull, push, pull, push, pull. Here comes the next guest. Here comes the next show. So right. people don't often realize that from nothing begets nothing and something begets something. And that was the whole thing is to get people thinking about these things. That was why the light bulb in the middle of the word think jumped out at people in the book. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also our dialogue I put out on Facebook. Oftentimes I am very creative, but I was like, it's not about what I see in regards to how this book is going to be presented to people. I want to present some covers that I have to decide between for this book. And, you know, you saw it, you know, the word think had the chess piece in the middle. Well, that to me is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I play chess mentally. But my audience was like, whoa, that's kind of intimidating. But, but those folks that were more on the business side or feel like they're thriving in life, like, yes, life is chess. But folks more on the reactionary side and, and having a different lens to look at that was like, that's kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If yeah. I'm playing reactionary life, then it's more like playing checkers. If I'm actually thinking three, four moves ahead based on position, blessing, grace, whatever you, you wish to call it, then that's chess. Mm-hmm. Some people can self-actualize and say, hey, this is my title. Well, then you're saying, I, I, I'm going to be the queen on the board. I'm going to be the knight, the pawn, the robe, the queen. It's choosing. Some people, life has been positioned almost like it's been chosen for them. And a lot of those type of young people we've been working with, that's how we started working together. Because we want to give you young people a chance to self-actualize and self-title and label and, and lay out their own future and not necessarily continue a parental circumstance, you know, whether rich or poor. There are no poor rich kids. They just go home to parents of different social status. But when we learn to do what we see someone do, not necessarily do what they said to do, we often duplicate what our parents were and what they achieved and what their beliefs are. Mm. So we don't often think for ourselves. We think in relation to the relationships we're in, often holding back what we really feel and want to say so people don't set sail without us because we're afraid to walk it alone. And that is something that I learned from basketball. It's a game you can work on by yourself and then reintegrate into the, into the team concept. Yeah. You see, it's five individuals coming together as a team, but it still is five individuals. Right, they had to work on their individual game. You improve as a team, but you do not improve as an individual just because you're on a team. That's right. That's, you got to do your own work, and people got to be able to think individually. Then we can come and vote collectively. But if we're just thinking as a group, which they call groupthink, then we can be pawned into what the group was groomed to think, mm-hmm. because nobody's getting behind the behind of why they think the way they think. Well, I'm a Democrat because my parents are Democrat and their parents are Democrat. But did you look at the agenda? Well, I'm a Republican because my daddy's a Republican. Or did you look at the agenda? No, I'm just... Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So kind of born into it. That's, just, yeah, that's so, just how we do things. This is how we do things. But my thing is, no, there was a point in time where they didn't do that thing. Have you ever looked at the history of everything? From the holidays we celebrate to everything? No. We've gotten mentally lazy and the phones are smart, but what about the people? Mm. I remember a time when we had the house phone that was in the kitchen and you just were lucky if you had a 20 foot cord, you get some privacy. That's right. I remember you couldn't dial fast because you had to spin that thing and wait for it to come back around, right? So we came from an era where we got a chance to see technology take a quantum leap. But before they had creative apps, we could go create 
something to go outside and do. We could apply ourselves. And, and that's something that I think it, this time is really um, challenging us to do, is think of creative ways to re-engage. But at the same time, we gotta make sure we don't over-digitize our engagement in a way that we lose the, the touch you know, of, of, of interacting with each other. Absolutely. And uh, that, that's great. And that's one of the reasons why I want you to be a part of the show and, and talk about your, you know, something to think about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, I mean, you take things to several levels and layers. And uh, mm -hmm. that's why I want everybody to, to really consider purchasing a book, going mm -hmm. to the website, getting some, you know, a merchandise, um, because it really is things that you can think about, ponder on, and he even has, and I'm going to show some people, you know, the book, you have the quote, but yep. you also have an area to write down some thoughts. And now I that think was, that's phenomenal. That was very important. And I had to really, really contemplate that because I knew that for some folks, they'd be like, well, you wrote a book and from cover to cover, it's 400 pages. But it's like, yeah, but you just put a quote on each page and a question, and then you put line, space. I said, how many books, how many quote books, well, books, period, leave room for your thoughts? Some do. And those are pretty cool books when they have a little area where they have the little lessons where you can apply mm -hmm. within a chapter and then here goes some work you can write down. And it's great to see that sometimes because oftentimes we're busy as authors just pushing out content. But I find that that 80-20 rule applies where 20% of the page is something I'd underline, 80% was fluff. Mm. And I have to read 80 just to see if there's any more than 20 I'm really getting. And then I go to the next page. So what I decided to is write a book with no fluff. Every single page, every single quote was written specifically to get you to think about something. So it is a lot within that little statement that gets your, opens your mind up like fireworks 4th of July. But I didn't want to leave you there and say, oh, that's a good quote and flip the page. So I decided to leave, a room, leave room for people to write. But I said, let me start with not a question, but a writing prompt. I will start, I'll start the engine. So um, that has been something that has been a major difference between the ebook because a lot of us are digital now. Mm -hmm. And I, I just buy ebooks. That's great. But the ebook is just going to give you one quote after the next quote after the next quote. It will give you the question, but know where to write it. So you may think it, but you won't write it down. If I have a book in my hand because I stopped, I wrote it down, then I placed it on, on Twitter, then I pulled it back off and I have it in a file and now it's a book. That all came from thoughts and doodles. So if you don't take the time to doodle, then, then, then you're missing some opportunities because this came from an idea, a simple little idea, right? And this book will allow me to go to universities. It'll allow me to travel. It'll allow me to do all these things once things are lifted. I'll be able to get back on my plan to, to market and push. But what I realize about quotes is quotes are borrowed and put into presentations. Quotes are quoted by people. Quotes are quoted by coaches, right? Yes, yes. But we, we still quote presidents long dead and gone. You know, Roman gladiators long dead and gone. I said, so I knew quotes could live a lot longer than a book where I had to get one focused thought through or else your book's all over the place. If I want to be seen as a thinker, how many books do I have to write to express some of the conversations that we've had? I'd have to write 15 some books. Yeah. Right. And stay on point knowing I want to talk about something else that's relevant or a puzzle piece to that aspect. Then 
So I said, if I just put out a series of quote books, people will be able to see the layers in my thinking. Sure. They'll see me beyond being a basketball player, which we talked about. Right. Right. And I'll be asked to participate in different endeavors as a thought leader, you know, as a critical thinker, as a creative thinker. And, and that's, that's what I gained from speaking to a million plus people is the psychology of connection, but they weren't all the same type of people and they weren't from the right. same uh, demographic communities. It was all, it was the run of the board, you know, from those who did not have to those who had some, who those who had more than they think they had or, you know, or vice versa. Um, you know, those who were incarcerated, you know, to those that were socially isolated on reservations and, um, and also uh, rural areas. So I realized these metaphors apply. These little simple analogies apply. They're universal. So that was the road work. So now my brain can take 20 years of that and come up with an idea for someone. And they'd be like, oh, you're just creative. No, it wasn't just creative. I'm putting together the, the, the dots very quickly because I've already done the work. Right. Like a boxer. They don't win in the ring. They win in that road work and that, and that preparation to enter the ring. You see, so that's the part nobody sees. You know, so what I did was decided, I'm going to provide you with 369 different vantage points of yourself. Mm. Each thought takes you somewhere. It's impossible to read something and not think something. Even if you're thinking, if you say, I don't know what that means. There's a reason why you say you don't know what that means. So it's impossible. Everything has cause and effect. So I knew this book would cause an effect if you pick it up. But the effect was not to say, I want to impress you with my thoughts and my quotes. The effect is, I want you to see yourself. And I want you to see that that way you think, well, that was your, your, your great grandma said that to you when you were four or five years old and it stuck and you didn't realize and you never challenged that thought to see whether it aligns with who you really are today or whether it's something that you can grow from or something that fosters a limited belief in yourself, your possibilities. And grandma loved you, but she might've loved you to the death of your development. There's a whole lot of people, I love my children to death. I'm like, but it shouldn't be to the death of their development. And that's, that's something in the parenting section that I kind of go into. Yeah. So that's, that's what. That's great, man. And again, you, you have, and I'm going to flip through this a little bit because you have, the way that you wrote this book is, yeah, let me get to it. Um, the different chapters you have, basically, whether it's yep. parenting, whether it's education, whether it's, you know, relationships. Yep. You know, we've had several conversations about those, man. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> And, and, that, and, and that lady Daisy that I mentioned, that, that, that was that, that spark when I needed it. Yeah. She said, she self-titled herself. I am your first quote fan. I said, there's such a thing as a quote fan, but okay, I'll take it. And she, and she, and she held me to it. She did two things for me. One, um, beyond challenging me, she, uh, she, uh, she read that first book of 99, 99 quotes because it took people there. I had three mm -hmm. questions with every quote and the three questions started taking people places they didn't really want to go. So I said, I will pr I'll publish that book when somebody in my circle completes it and people would start and then I wouldn't hear from them. Mm. And some people would start being ambitious and I'm like, oh man, they might get through it. 25 in, they're skipping pages <laughs> and, and never finish. She said, when I start something, I finish it. You know, so she's talking to herself but she's talking to me. Right. She said, 
So I sent that to her as a gift one day. I didn't have a quote for her that day and she was getting on me. I said, you know what? She said, and it's my birthday and you didn't have a quote today. I said, hold on, I got a PDF of this old little book that I have not put out. I'm gonna send her a gift. She printed it out. I have it in my office. She said, when I finish this, I'm gonna send you all my answers and you gotta promise me you're gonna publish this. Wow. And, and she said, and when you publish it, I want the second book out the box. So she got the second book out the box with thinking about something to think about. And, um, and I put a lot of the quotes that she helped inspire that, that came out long after the first 99, um, you know, so, so that, that was a big part of just progressing and, and seeing how, how things could emerge. But she actually, um, aside from finishing the book, the second thing she did was she went and personally pulled every single quote off of Twitter for me, 1100 pulled them into a word file, then categorized them for me under life, under parenting, under wow. politics. You see? So she, wow. so she did the, all that for me as a friend because her expectation was you will put this out to the world. Somebody could have charged me hundreds of dollars or thousands, it would have been worth it because that was a lot of work to pull all that off for me. Um, so she set up all the quotes for me to just be able to then set up the structure of the book and just slide them in right off a word file. That helped me when I created the app, think about it, which really were the same quotes from the book, which I knew was going to cover every day of the year to be a daily quote app. And all I had to do is pull the quotes right off of there and right straight to the app developers. So she set me up. So I can't, not mention all these people that come out of nowhere and you realize that family goes a lot further than people with the same last name or tied to somebody in your bloodline. Sure. Family is action also. And, and I have to admit that there are people that made sure that my immediate family could eat. You help with that. She's helping with that. You see what I'm saying? So th that's the thing. It's like, it, does your network have net offer, offer network? Does your network offer you net worth? Like are people adding to your network in your network? Some people just got friends for friends sake, you know, and my thing is your network should be working with you, working for you. You see what I'm saying? Not working against you. And, and that's what people got to realize also in this age of getting friends and getting likes, you know, we want our network to engage with us, you know, so we can engage each other and sharpen each other's skills but we also got to push each other. If you know I can do more, push me. If I know you can do more, push, I'm going to push you. And, and, and that's what happened. Somebody pushed me to do this book. Somebody made me make a promise, knowing that if I make you a promise, that I'm going to stand by my word. So now I got to get this book done because I put my word on it with her and I got to get the second book to her, right? And that's, and that's been done, you and know? I the, and I think the cool thing about that whole story and Daisy, Good job, Daisy. Thank you for pushing in. Thank you for getting it this out here to the world. Um, but a lot of that, you know, started with you encouraging, inspiring, mm -hmm. helping someone else. And even in Daisy's, you know, you know, with her thing, yep. you didn't know Daisy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. But because you were willing to put something out there, you were willing to just say, I'm going to put this out. I'm going to do what I need to do. Yeah. It's for somebody. I'm helping somebody. I don't know who that somebody is, but it's going out into the universe yeah. and it's going to help somebody. Yep. It actually did. It did. And now, because of that, 
-hmm. This person that it helped is now inspired, is, is now encouraged, is now you know yep. engaged, and now they actually turned it back around mm -hmm. to help you. Help me. That's, that's a really cool thing, man. Yeah, that's exactly. what these things do. And and I think that um I think that also in this age, you know, it's hard to go on YouTube. I'm not sure because everybody's algorithm is different. But when I go on YouTube, every time I go on, I can't, I press play on any video and some coaching or something pops up in my face. I'm like, hey, I can help you grow your mailing list. I can help you make a million dollars. Hey, do you want to make money like me? I'm like, you know, everybody's got their thing, right? Right. But my whole thing is everybody is racing to grow their online presence. And my thing is, are you working the people that are with you right now? Are you checking on them? Do you go and look in their profiles? Do you know that they got kids? Do you know what their likes are? Do you see when they got a down moment because they posting something that they're down? See, you got to take care of 10 as best you can and not worry about the million you want to get to. Right. And I'm eating right now and it's book is done right now because the first five people, I got to know them. Mm. The first 10 people, I got to know them. So up until about 200, I knew my tribe. Now it's more people that came in. It's hard to keep up, but I, my original group, I know them, you know, and they know that, that I, that I know them and, and they have their fingerprints on me. So my thing is, as you grow, get to know the people that are there with you when nobody knows where you're coming from. Nobody knows, you know, um, how it started. Nobody knows you when it wasn't as polished. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that core group is critical but it's also critical for us to really work and inspire and work and see if there's ways that we can support them. You know, you're, you're liking my quotes, but I see you posting about your children. So guess what? I'm going to make sure that I, I hit every picture I see that you all post the family pictures and the kids are doing well. They graduate going from elementary to middle school, middle school to high school. I got to know that stuff right. or else it's a lopsided relationship, you know, and now I get to a point where, okay, the goal is to touch a million people online every day. So I created my own affirmation that I listen to every day. I don't plug in online and listen to somebody else read an affirmation to me. Mm -hmm. Well, me actually, I don't know it's to my benefit of so I would hope so, but I'm like, I need to hear my own voice speak into my own life, what it is I'm trying to accomplish. So part of that is being of service to people is having a positive thought for a million people plus a day. So how do you do that without losing yourself? Because to lose yourself and gain the goal, doesn't serve you nor the people that you're trying to serve. So automating that was important. So while the book was being published, um, I was able to, at that point, when I was looking at people to do the cover, it popped up on my screen, having someone possibly do the app. And there was, there was all, all lines relating to me working with, uh, with Dante, your son, who, who's, who has an amazing company uh, with his friends. It's just that the book required so much of my investment. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do that with you guys just yet. But I had someone say, hey, from the UK, I can try to put together this app right now with what you're saying, you know, for a small amount of money. I said, well, I do have that. And I can add that to the promotion, at least just get something started. And if, if whatever, I know I can always have Dante clean it up. And these people did an did a amazing app. So I'm like, well, guess what? I can have Dante do the next app when this book does what it's supposed to do where I do a whole interactive type of thing because he was coming to me with all kinds of stuff I could do interactive. He said, cause I, 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 know, I know you Johnny. So I, I, I know we got to get to the world. So I'm like, okay. 
He said, but well, we were talking about a, a $10,000, $20,000 app platform. Like, you better catch me while that money's still in the bank. <laughs> you know, you know. Oh, and, man. And, and for I, those that don't know, Dante is my son. He's an yeah. app developer. That's what he does. Yeah. He has his own company. I mean, man, that's what, that's what he does. Most and he's definitely. excited about it. <laughs> yeah, he's excited about it. And, and, some, and sometimes, you know, you, you, you want to do work with people, but you have to do it in scale, right? Yeah. You got to do it in scale and, and you got to do it in a way that it, it makes sense because the price point that I got the app done um, would have been at the basic price point starting there and we had so much more work to do. So, um, so this is where the, the internet makes things very competitive. We're no longer local, we're global, yeah. right? Because someone in the UK, my dollar, I don't know if the British pound or whatever is stronger than the dollar, or whatever, he might've made less or might've made more off our US dollar, you know, but was able to, um, and I think this was his second app, second mm -hmm. or third app. So that was another thing that had to do with the price was, you know, I said, I said, look, for that price, I can go on and play with my coach and just see what you like, see what you get. But I knew that I just wanted simple brand recognition with the think about right. it logo and the simple app. But, but as you know, in the book, every single quote has a message within the message. So there's a part of each quote that is put in bold. And that was because this attention span has shortened. Even as we get to the point where quotes are like, oh man, I gotta read two sentences. <laughs> so I said, okay, how about I give you what the quote's about <laughs> before you get to the, to the last part of the quote. You know, so I put, I highlighted in bold a message within each quote that just gives you something else to think about just to show you that everything is layered, is more to it than just this little short statement. So we were able to take those bold statements and the app developer created an algorithm to make that a free daily statement and then make the full quote a free, a paid version. So that way you, it's almost like a different variation of the ebook. So essentially it was like an ebook but the full quote would come out in app form as, a, as an ebook and pay. But the free thought of the day for all of our students who go home to different, mm -hmm. different parents with different social um, you know, choices, um, it would allow them to get a catchy thought to keep them thinking because that was the goal was to sharpen your mental pencil. You know? and, and you know, I've spoken to students a lot with different metaphors Right. But, but none is simple as what I put on the back of the book. My mother said to keep life simple as a pencil or pay the price for erasing her advice. And a lot of us have complicated our life. We've added drama to our life, right? And we have these American dreams, these aspirations, but we're not going to reach those dreams if one, we don't write down the goal, write down the steps. But can you write with an unsharpened pencil? No. But that pencil still has purpose and potential. Right. It just must be sharpened, just like a student, just like an adult. You got to stay sharp or you will get dull. But the key thing in that whole pencil analogy for students and for adults is we only got but so much eraser. Back in our day, yeah, cartoons on Saturday morning, all that stuff, right? Black and white TV, turn the channel TV, right? We used to get big erasers. Information moved a lot slower. Now information moves at the speed of light, right? So that pencil now is symbolic of we only have but so much we can erase. Yeah. It's not but so many bad posts you can make that you can't erase that. Somebody saw that, yeah. right? You, you, you say something to somebody, they're going to remember that. 
You only got but so much, oops, I'm sorry, I messed up in this day. Lots of opportunity, lots of virtual, you know, um, angles that we can pursue, but very little error, margin for error because your errors are going to be out there, you know, and, and people need to be thinking because we can't be a reactionary society and, and engage this new digital age that's tracking and keeping up with everything, all your history. Yeah. You know, all your social network names and the things you post and that little funny little video you posted, that little meme you posted that was just funny today, but then tomorrow you want to run for politics and somebody goes back and pulls that up, it, it, it'll bite you in the butt. So margin for error is slight and we got we to gotta be aware of that. So we have to become a thinking nation because right now we've been groomed to being very reactionary. And that's why I think it's kind of timely to come out with something to think about. Yeah, you know. I agree. I agree. And uh, we, we're running a little bit short on time, so I just want to make sure I get a couple more things in. But, man, this is phenomenal. And definitely going to have you come back again because, like you said, you know, a lot of the quotes that you that you put in in this book, a lot of the things that they, they're layered. They have so much into it. Man, and I just want to read one real quick. Okay. Um, and uh, get your thoughts on, on this particular <laughs> Okay. I just pulled this out. This is on page 87. So everybody, I'm reading okay. from page 87. This is the quote says, there are so many options and great opportunities awaiting you just outside of your comfort zone. Again, there are so many options, great opportunities awaiting you just outside of your comfort zone. So yeah. that, that, that's, that's the quote. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of them in here, but no, <laughs> That's one that I pulled out as I was as I was looking at it um, because it speaks to me, and I won't go into all the details. But you know, that's one thing that even us sitting here talking right now um, mm -hmm. is actually outside. outside. Of zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do the zooms and everything like that, but I was like, Kurt, I'm at the practice because this is probably how I'm gonna do a lot of interviews right now coming up. So I gotta figure this thing out. We I was having some technical difficulties this morning trying to get this. And I was about to just shake the comfort zone and come right to the office. I was about to come right to the house, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, you were. Then I said, I said, I think I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure this out. You know, and so and I'm glad I'm glad I did. But but you're right. This yeah. was a comfort zone. It was outside of our comfort zone. And you know, um it's something for me that I've been talking about doing something for years. And um, you know speaking and I've had other people tell me that I, I can speak well or I've, I've talked to them and I have an easy way to, to about engaging in conversations. I listen, those types of things, but I never in a million years would have thought I would be doing or creating a show <laughs> where I'm having a conversation, where I'm, I'm interviewing or talking uh, with someone. This is totally outside of my comfort zone, but the opportunities are here. But it's a line because your office was always laden with different people's self-help tools. You always kept three books on your desk at a minimum and more on your shelf that had to do with coaching, leadership, all those different things. And you could always reference why you, what, I, what you liked about each book. And you would always tell me, hey man, you didn't have product. You ate your product. I said, I'm gonna create it, I'm gonna create it. <laughs> so that urging, I always heard you, but you are always doing it. So, to be able to kind of direct people to resources and highlight what you see in different people. You've always been looking and sifting through a lot more content than I, than I did. I was so worried about 
writing somebody else's message that I would buy books, but not open them to read through them. I would just flip through, see what's on a page, see what's on the other page, read the end and put it down because like I got my own story in me mm-hmm. and I, I can, I can read, I can always go back and read it, but not until I get my story out. Otherwise I'm just regurgitating someone else's story. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about writing a book of quotes, but most books of quotes um, and our research are the author of the book doesn't have one quote of their own in the book. It is a hundred percent other people's statements. Mm-hmm. You see? So as a speaker being introduced by name to come and speak, if I merely recite great people, great people, great people throughout my speech, then it's like, well, what did you have to say? Hmm. Because you didn't necessarily display what you had to say. You displayed a great memory of other people's great statements. Hmm. And I didn't really, I wanted to be authentic because I came here to be authentic, you know? Um, And that's where I found strength in metaphors being something that was visually connective but at the same time, very sticky to the memory. So um, that was a stretch of my comfort zone was going outside of the norm and not writing my speeches and not quoting other people's content in my speeches and letting it ride a hundred percent on what it is I think and believe. Mm -hmm. And then creating a metaphor around it and hoping that people get it. And I feel insulted by the simplicity of the metaphor, but the depth of how deep they could take it. Right. And that created a whole lane for me of itself. But I remember doing a speech with you for your students, but we had a box taped on the floor and saying, where's success? One step outside your comfort zone. And then I'd ask them again, after they took a step, where's success? One step outside your comfort zone. So why did you take a step? They take another step. Where's success? One step outside your comfort zone. So you're constantly stepping to stay successful. Right. That was the whole concept. But when they can see it visually, it sticks a lot longer than us just saying something great that all the adults understood. But the kids heard it, but it didn't stick. And we wanted to make sure everything stuck with them, you know. So, um, so yeah. So that's, even, that's great. That's great, man. That's 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 one of my one of my quotes that I really like. Okay. One of my favorite ones in the book, and I, okay, I, have, to okay. it. I have to find it. But I, but that was one of the ones I really enjoyed and stuck to it. So man, I, before we leave here, I want to make sure that I share. Um, we 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 take a look at your uh, your website because I want people to see this. Um, okay. Make sure I get to it. Um, can you see this screen? Yeah, I can see it. You can see it. Okay, so this everyone that's watching this, that's listening to this, this is johnnywilliams.com. Um, this is where. Mr. Williams has put all of this information, his, you know, everything that he has, he's put it in this and it's really easy to get to. Again, johnnywilliams.com is where you can go. And we talked about the, the something to think about book where you can purchase it right here. It says buy now. Mm-hmm. And, but it's not just think about it, although that's kind of what we focused on right now. Um, Johnny, he's the encouragement specialist. So he has car conversations. He has all these different things. He has the app that we talked about before that you can get. And then you have the different merchandise. So it's not just about the book because that's what we want to focus on, but you can really go and, and look in and, and be a part of purchasing all these other um, this merchandise that has the Think About It logo, the Think About It little guy with, with the hat on. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about what you have on this website, Johnny, so that everybody knows what they're looking at. 
Okay, so right below the uh, the merchandise, you have a contact form. So just ask Johnny. So if you got a question, you want to engage me, you know, we are approachable. Uh, you know, it's best to approach Kirk and I while we still have the time to get to every every uh, every message ourselves. You know, so now is the time. Now is not the time to say, ah, oh, he probably wouldn't have time to respond to me. Test, you know, step outside your comfort zone. So we're gonna borrow from the quote that you that you uh, cited, Kurt. You know, step outside your comfort zone and just send me a message. Um, if you want to access that Twitter account that uh, that has all of my 1,100 quotes, you see, before I ever tried to sell a book, I always made sure I was gonna be a selfless public servant. All the quotes that I've ever written with the images that aren't in the book are right here on this particular page. So the book is still free, but the book offers you the 369 that I wanted to start with. It offers a writing prompt. It offers you um, space to chronicle your thoughts in one space, in one place. And who knows what type of light bulb idea you may come up with just by sitting with yourself for 369 different moments to just work with a thought because many people will say they have noisy minds. I just can't settle my mind. Yeah. So, you know, so you, we got to become the master over our mind. Our mind should not be our master. And a lot of people are like, Hey, I can't get my, my mind to stop racing. My mind is all over the place. I said, well, who's in control is your mind, right? You got to remind yourself that it is my mind. And sometimes it takes practice because the world is a very noisy place filled with visuals and lots of messaging and everybody's agenda is coming at you. You got to be able to focus. And I think that's one thing basketball taught us, Kurt, when the people waving the little flags and the oh, balloon yeah. behind the basket, and you got to hit that free throw and everybody's focused on you. And you got to just be able to see your, 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 your target and focus on your mechanics. Right. And I think sometimes athletics can really help people hyper-focus it's just when you get lost in athletics and you never learn to apply that in other places, you don't really prosper as you should. You know, falling short of professional sports is one thing, but falling short of being a professional, period, in something, using those skills, that's where the tragedy, I think, is. I you know, agree. so, yeah, so right here is where you end up um, on my author page at Book Baby. Um, I'd self publish the book, and I like to mention that because, again, I was able to take the you whole did. process. Yeah, I was able to process the whole thing in my hands because uh, my book is a hybrid. So I could have spent the next two years trying to get um, a major book retailers to sign, you know, sign me to a deal, but I'd be signing over the rights to my work. And then they'd determine when, after giving me a royalty, when they were going to put it out. Mm. So you you want to be able to sometimes self-publish. Um, your own work so that you can take total control. Okay. So, so for me, it was very important to maintain ownership of my work, but at the same time, I didn't want it to look as if I self published. So the product should not look like it was self published. Right. And that's something that I can one day sit and come back and talk to you about the process and how I went ahead and how I found the people to create the cover and found the right ideal, uh, you know, print on demand site, that would make sure everybody's book came like it was fresh straight off the shelves of Barnes and Noble. But this organization also took my product to those outlets, virtual and, and um, store shelves. So, so that, that's, that's another uh, positive plus for who I chose to go with. 
Man, and I think that's going to be a, a great opportunity for a lot of those that are watching, those that are listening, um, to be able to get that kind of um, in-depth information of how to uh, how to get this published um, by Johnny Williams. Uh, you know, that information that that's going to be important for a lot of people. And I think we need to do that. I think we need to set up something where we can have um, mm-hmm. you teach and. Uh, and show individuals how they can actually do this. Because a lot of people have books, have ideas, have things inside of them, and they just don't know how to do it. They just don't, you know, and they may not have the the encouraging person behind them saying, here you go, you can do this, you can do this. They may be looking for a Johnny Williams to help them not only encourage them, but also, hey, here are the step-by-step things that I did, Mm -hmm. and and you can do it too. It's not, you know, so that's something I think we should really consider um, putting you in front of a lot of people, a lot of those that are watching and listening to this and uh, giving them what, how you set this up. Because I think it's phenomenal. A lot of people want this and need it. Sounds good. You got my word on that. Sure. So, man, Johnny, I just want to thank you very much for this opportunity uh, for coming on to the Live Inspired show and, and chatting with us, talking with us. You gave us so much. And I really hope people um, that are watching, that are listening to this, feel the, the, the encouragement, feel the inspiration, feel the, the, the genuineness that you have displayed here today. Um, because I've felt this for the past 11, 12 years with you. And I hope we were able to help some other somebody else yeah. with what you what you've given. So I appreciate it. Thank you, man. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So again, everyone, that's it. Johnny Williams. Make sure you go to his website, johnnywilliams.com. Um, pick up the book, something to think about. And uh, I have my copy. You guys need to get your copy and, and all the other merchandise. And then, you know, there's a lot of things on that website too, whether you need to talk with Johnny about your ideas, whether you want, you have, we didn't even talk about the, what's it called, the, um, the confidant coach. Yeah, the confidant we, coach. And we didn't even talk about that. We, we, there's so much that you can get from, from this gentleman, this awesome gentleman, and uh, really want you to go. But johnnywilliams.com is where we want, to, want you guys to go. So with that said, I, I thank you guys for watching today. I uh, want you to be encouraged. Life is good. Even when you feel like it's not, it's still good. Uh, Stay positive because nothing comes good from a negative mindset, negative attitude. And last but not least, definitely want you to live an inspired life um, because we want you to live an inspired life so you can help somebody else be inspired. And with that said, thank you very much. Have a great day. God bless you. And that's it. We'll see you next time. All right. So with that said, Johnny, that's it. All right, brother. That was good. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. So, uh, thank you. That's yeah, no problem, man. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it. We'll see what it looks like when uh, when you play the recording, and you be able to upload the recording. Um, where will you be able to put the recording? Yeah. So it comes in a link. It's like in the cloud somewhere. Okay. So when it when Zoom finishes uh, with um, recording it, I mean um, processing it, okay. then they'll give me a link to say it's it's ready. So I'll just shoot the link to. And okay. You can take we'll a look at it. It. okay. And I'm not gonna post it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna send it to you, and, and we'll see. I, all I'm doing is looking to see how it works. Okay. Whether we, whether we post it or not, you know. 
Why not? I don't know, Why but not? we can. We can. Why not? You might, might as well. I don't know what you're waiting on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, we can, I can throw it up there. We can post yeah. it. And, uh, you know, my last, you know, Eddie, who, who I interviewed the other day, he he's more uh, reserved. Mm -hmm. So he, he didn't want me to post it, although he wanted the link so he can see it. <laughs> but uh, I was just trying to practice. I, I had okay. no idea how what I'm doing with it. But I don't have a problem, you know. I'm an open book, so I don't have a problem yeah. posting anything. Yeah, no, I would have done it live. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought we were gonna be live, so that's fine. I'm go ahead, go ahead and post it and see the kind of feedback. And like I said, we need to come back and do it again. That's fine. We got lots of topics because we can go through each each section of the book. We can do different things. So whenever there's a shortage of a of a personal interview, we just come back on and we take on another piece. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that would be great. And then also, man, you mentioned the um talking about the the how-tos, how you mm -hmm. actually did this process. Oh, Dude, yeah. man, do you, do, have you considered um, creating that a, a course on that? Not really till you, not really till we just said that, no. <laughs> I, mean, I have other courses, but no, to think about, but no, I hadn't really thought about it. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned it because my main goal was to make sure it did not look like it was any different, anything you see on the shelf at the, at the regular traditional bookstore. Right. So for years when I'm traveling, I'm always walking past those little spots in the airport where they got the books in the, mm -hmm. you know, got the treats and all that stuff, but they got the books. I would always go in the bookstore and just walk the aisle and I might buy one every time I took a flight just to say one day somebody will stop by mine. So I'm gonna buy somebody so I don't expect what I'm not doing, but I need to make sure I see what level I need to be presenting, sure. but I don't need to become them and I don't need to compare myself with them. I just need to say, make room for me and, and, and my, my, you know, my product. But the biggest thing I wanted to do was create a book with no fluff and know that it was going to be such a hybrid mm. that it may take a time to kind of catch, but because it's quotes, quotes have long shelf life. So I didn't want to put out something that was going to expire and I had to really be panicky and trying to push this book while it's relevant. So I chose five subjects that I knew, no matter race, gender, age, life, politics, playground politics, basketball politics, church politics, family politics, politic politics, right? <laughs> All that stuff kind of plays in um, into everybody's life. And then you got parents. So no matter how you find yourself with feelings of, you know, relationships now taking on much different complexions mm -hmm. and layers, everybody's opinion is still birthed from the, from the cycle of a mother and father bringing another life into this world. So I don't have to have an opinion. I don't have to present it, but I know that parents brought us all into this world to think how we want to think, to op, how we want to opt. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we all have parents, but that's the gift of life is two can bring another one into this world. Mm -hmm. Now then from there, you go on to education. So what are you going to teach this life that you bring into this world? Right. And it has four circles, elementary, middle, high school, college, or post-secondary. So the four, four-year cycles of education. Right. So then from there, you go get education. So you can, so you can get a job, so you can achieve, you can be successful. So five circles, the Olympic rings. Well, that's great. So what, so what are your five core relationships? You know, your parents, your wife. At age, parents and wife switch, right? Mm -hmm. or, or husband. But then you got your best friend, you got your siblings, 
you got your working relationships, you got your educators. All these are currency, right? Mm-hmm. But people can tell you about all their outer relationships, but they forget the sixth circle is the palm holding them all together. Mm-hmm. They all relate to self. They all relate back to self. Whoever you put on these five fingers, they all relate back to you. But do you have a relationship with yourself? That's why the book goes back to 369 steps to self-awareness. You don't know who you are because you're trying to operate in relation to the relationships you're in. So you think in relation to what keeps you connected to these people. So sometimes we self-confine. So we're thinking that we're in confinement right now and we're, you know, quarantined. We've self-quarantined mentally long before we were quarantined physically. You see? So, So these are things to think about. So how can we have these critical conversations when you're talking to reactors and you're trying to think with reactors? So you got to invite them to the table to think. So you got to give them a tool to practice their jump shot before they go to court with us. There you go. Right? And, and that, so it was a strategic move to say, let's build a whole platform around thinking and make a habit of thinking. Because right now it's a habit of reacting and calling it thinking. Mm. What people think about is the outcome that's opposite of what they wanted. Then they think that I should shouldn't have done that. But what if you could think in real time and get to the point where you think so quickly that your thinking looks to someone like it's a reaction, but because you put pre-thought to it, mm-hmm. pre-practice to it, it's like you getting that ball and just shoot it. You don't even have to think about it because you're already in the gym. You already know exactly what you got to do. So that's the thing. It is. Most people don't practice thinking. It's really good, man. So, so that, that's what it really was about, you know, was, was trying to create a whole platform for that and, and, and come up with that life is good type of feel with the logo being so simple of a stick figure yeah. that it invites everyone to the table. It, the thinking is not for them. It's for you. Yeah. And then connecting it down to uh, I don't know if I did, I give you one of these pencils. No, no. All right. Well, these little, yeah, this little pencil right here got the little checkerboard on it. So everything, okay. everything is black and white, but it says, think about it on one side. And then we don't say IDK on the other. So it's a custom pencil I had made. So I got custom pencils, man. I got, I got, uh, I got playing cards, like play spades. Think about the cards. You know what I mean? Oh, very cool, man. So I got, I got different things that I haven't even released yet, you know, based on everything that's going on. It's not the time to be really pushing certain things. Sure. Um, because I know each week that this goes on, people find themselves in a different place. Right. So you might be safe from one version of the flu, but you're catching a financial flu. Mm. Either it's you're tipping into savings or you, you started this in a crisis because you weren't prepared financially for this. Right. Financially for your job to go away. Financially to have to fill your refrigerator with food. You see, and yeah. they haven't done a great job on the news of telling that, that American story. You know, of everybody wasn't, prepared and it's easy in our community to look around everybody how you doing neighbor neighbor's doing good but some people on retirement income and they're gonna be doing good some people had a nest egg but you go further down eastern and everybody wasn't prepared for this you know some people are already behind life and nobody's nobody's really talking about that you know and now you got a whole bunch of people being invited to what i call the welfare state a welfare mentality mm-hmm you know, go ahead and apply for a stimulus and this and that. I said, all they're doing is sucking people in and, and, and it may help some people, but it's not going to help in a big scheme of things. You know, one little check 
is not going to make up for four checks like that in a month. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? And, and but it's growing the dependence, and they're they're engaging independent people into this dependency mindset that we've already, our people have already been the litmus for. Mm-hmm. That's why they call them projects because we were projects. We were lab rats. Mm-hmm. Can you get them to stay in place? Can you get them to stay confined? Can you get them not to think beyond? You know, can you tell them their own story? All these things, we have been a litmus. So the group of people that are best prepared for this mentally is us. Mm-hmm. The group of people who know you better kind of watch the wolf 